podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm Trav Downey and this is the Anfield Index podcast episode, I believe, 348. And I'm joined for this particular edition of the podcast by Cam Branch and by Lisa Marie Hanahan with young Kopak off um, being a mountain climber this week in his uh, various, one of his new incarnations, and Guy Drinkle watching um, the World Cup, uh, uh, taking a well-deserved break, because I think he's been on 119 podcasts, or at least probably had to produce them. So we're going to hold the fort for you this week, folks, and we're going to hopefully get around to some of the things we wanted to talk about last week, but couldn't because the children were being bold uh, and um, it, w- it was like wrangling cats um, so hopefully uh, ho- hopefully we'll have a little bit more um, as we call it in Gaelge schmacht about us today and be a bit more under control and then again maybe we won't who cares let me start by saying hello to my guests my co-presenters whatever you want to call them today we'll start off with Mr. Cambridge how are you doing fella? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Trevor. How's yourself and the family? Really, really good. Really, really good. Uh, did you, by any chance, just have yourself muted? I did, because I was trying to be professional. All right. Don't get used to this, folks. It was a once-in-a-lifetime event. <laughs> oh, if only people knew what had just happened moments before, they would understand the, <laughs> the reason you I'm drawing attention to this. Yes, um, it to. I, can't, I can't not tell people how the sausage is made. You know this about <laughs> this stage. I like to uh, reveal the secrets of the carnage policy. Very raw. Mm. Yes, uh, young, young, young Branchy was, was uh, sending us some recordings of him singing, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, earlier earlier on um, just before we started um, causing him to have some sound issues but um, he has promised us that he may break into said song which myself and Lisa Marie haven't had a chance to hear uh, if the mood takes him later on so I mean I don't know whether to say look forward to that or brace yourselves <laughs> but it may well be happening uh, so we'll see how that works later on. Um, what was the week like for you brother? Were you very busy or are you getting to see any of this football or what are you doing? Um, it's a usual week at work, um, chaotic and disorganised and dysfunctional, um, my work environment. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, uh, my youngest daughter, we tried to watch a little bit, uh, um, and I've sort of engaged it because she's actually sitting down and watching something with me or sitting with me and we, and we're sort of 
chatting away, not really watching the football while the fo- football's on in the background. So um, we have watched a few games that have been like the seven o'clock games. Managed to catch a couple of those without really watching them. So, um, yeah, it's been all right. It's been all right. I've got a little quote for you, Trev. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, oh, lovely. Just quickly. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a glorious one. You'll like this one. You'll like this one. And Lisa Marie, you'll love this. So um, here we go. One thing is for sure. A World Cup without me is nothing to watch. Oh, is this a contemporary quote? Yeah, this is a, well, I, I don't know when this said individual said it, but it's, he said it. But he's, he's a guy who's actually operating within the game currently, yes? Um, he's, I'd say he's, he, he was a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if he still okay. is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm 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 fascinated. Uh, it's not like we're short of egomaniacs. Well, this is it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do know the main biggest world egomaniac show pony is actually at the World Cup. So He's at the World Cup, so it can't be him. So it can't be him. Yeah. I, I might. I'm I'm leaning towards, with the greatest respect to 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 my Dutch pals, a Dutchman, um, because they are famously uh, quite uh, forward about saying how great they are. Is it potentially a Dutchman? No. It's not. Okay. Huh. Lisa Marie, you want to help me out here? <laughs> really? You're asking for me now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it? Oh, what's his name? Um, That's helpful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Go on. Say it. Yeah. Say it. That's the one. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um, is it Zidane? No. No, no. no? That's, okay. that's definitely not a Zidane thing. He wouldn't say something like that. Go it's, on, put us, it's put us the in. biggest ego in world football ever, I would say. Bigger than bigger than Ronaldo, I think. Uh, go on, put us out of our misery. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Of course, that's it's who Zlatan. I was thinking of. I, oh, know. I know you're not thinking <laughs> of. That's why I'm that makes saying. perfect sense. Oh <laughs> God, how do... that's <laughs> that's actually who I, I I swear I swear to you. That's who I was thinking of. I just got the name wrong. But anyway, yeah. So, so, so the quote again: "A World Cup without me is nothing." It basically a spin one thing, on the fo- one thing is for sure: a World Cup without me is nothing to watch. Is nothing to watch. Yeah, I mean, like we've all heard, football without fans is nothing. But Slatan's put as Slatan. Yeah, yeah, he's bigger than the World Cup. He's the, he's bigger than. The yeah, Glorious. yeah, well. I, you got you get I, I spent f- full full disclosure i spent the last 40 minutes uh trying to find a funny story um football related story uh, to play as my little clip and y- you know when youtube tells you that something is hilarious or the funniest world uh, football story ever um in the title and you play and you go i mean it's fine uh, and none of them were particularly good. So I ended up with nothing in the end. So I'm not going to play a clip today. I'm going to go straight to Lisa Marie and ask how Lisa Marie is getting on. So how are you, my friend? Um, I'm fine, thank you. It's It's been a week. It's been a weird week because it was a holiday week here, of course, with Thanksgiving in the middle. And I only baked eight pies, not the predicted nine or ten that that I mentioned last week. So just eight, just eight pies. Um, yes, yes. Three blueberry, them. two pumpkin, and 
three apple. So, yeah. Yes, oh, I like we, saw, we, we, we saw them <laughs> and um, they were posted to our um, AIP WhatsApp thread. And again, uh, telling tales out of school, Lisa Marie posted the pictures of these incredibly um, attractive looking pies. Uh, one came in, it was a picture of two pumpkin pies. And Brain, she goes, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like pumpkin Someone, pie. So, I mean, what, what, someone else, yeah. can, someone else can have my bit. Says Branchy. I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it's the pies look nice. I just said I don't like pumpkin pie. I mean, it's, and what, then I offered what? you, I offered you the alternative of and I said yes. yes. <laughs> Trev just, Trev just being Trev now. He's just trying to make a drama from nothing. You know, He's just trying to make That's me look bad. Just trying to make me look bad, people. You know, just ignore Trev. Yeah, this is what he does on a regular basis. That's all he's about. Make Brainy look like the bad guy while he's an angel. It's uh, no idea, folks. Honestly, I'm just going to leave it at that. I won't lower myself to Trev's level. <laughs> I did a podcast during the week with uh, Dan Rhodes and Phil Barter on the on the departures from Liverpool's you know backroom team. And uh, the two guys were going at it full on, you know, uh, we're, we're nerds, you're a neutral Trev, you know, we're just going to put it all out there about um, how we feel about this. And, you know, we got some really interesting responses to it. One or two people, I think because they didn't like the concept of anyone other than Jurgen Klopp and the players being important to sort of push back against it. There were also another couple of people who, are duly noted by the way um putting out these little sort of snide generalistic tweets about itks and people think they know what they're talking about and and i'm like if you understood what these guys do on their weekly show and what they do in their lives they do know and they actually are completely in the know about this topic and this subject of um the use of data in football and the use of various other metrics to improve performance. So it just came across as a little bit pathetic from a few of these people. But there's obviously it's it's obviously quite triggering for quite a lot of folks. Um, but the lot the the response mostly. Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. People saying, look, it's a bit depressing, but, uh, you know, it's great to get the insight. And I thought the lads were, were tremendously interesting on the topic. But you both will have been aware of it during the week as a thing that happened that we sort of um, have to acknowledge. And I just wonder if I could get, you know, as non 
uh, data analyst types um, where you both landed with this. And just in case people are still in the dark, what I'm talking about, obviously we had the Michael Edwards departure and then we had Julian Ward step forward um, and he announced um, mid-season that he would be leaving at the end of the season, having done just one full season. And of course, anyone who announces something like that halfway through a campaign, professional law as they are, there are then questions about how uh, uh, where, where, where their, their focus is for that remaining period of the contract. It's just a natural human thing. Um, and then there's further um, departures in the in the form of the director of research, uh, Ian Graham, and um, a couple of others, um, very uh, intelligent folk who've been involved in creating that behind the scenes uh, information source for Jurgen uh, and the, the first team coaches uh, who are likely to leave as well. And the podcast was called, you know, brain drain because that's really what feels like happening happening at the moment i wonder when i know lisa marie you heard a little bit of it at least live i wonder you know was it something that you found yourself sort of actively concerned about um have you got a sort of broader scope or think well you would just hire more nerds which was one of the suggestions um or do we is is it potentially given the fact that the club is now very publicly up for sale um, part of a, a worrying sort of dismantling of what had brought us success. Where 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 did you land with it? Um, I think I landed in each of those places at varying times <laughs> during the podcast. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, now, okay, so this was Thanksgiving morning here when when this all broke. So I saw it when I got up that morning. Didn't really have time to delve into it because of the things that I had to do that day before, you know, we gathered for our holiday meal. And um, so, but then just happened to look at my phone at the minute that I believe it was Guy put in the Discord chat that, that you all were getting ready to record that podcast. So I jumped on. So that allowed me to kind of get a little bit better while well, I was, I was baking an apple pie, by the way, I believe. Um, <laughs> I was, I was in the midst of baking something. Um so I was listening to it and, and, you know, and, and, and yes, I was, I was listening to what was being said, but I will say that I actually this morning went back and re-listened to that podcast, just because I had a feeling it would be a topic of discussion today. And just to kind of, you know, also with a little bit of distance from that knee jerk, oh my God, you know. Are the you know more 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 people abandoning ship, if you will? What you know? What does this mean? And you know, and that sort of um, initial panic that that one can often have, um, you know, when when seeing news like that. And you know, and I'm a little bit torn. I mean, part of me has to wonder if this is something, at least in a couple of those departures, that's maybe been known for a little bit, and it's now just kind of coming out as you know, the break with the World Cup and the sale of the club and, you know, and, and some of those other things. I don't know. It's pure speculation, of course. It makes um, sense, though. It makes sense. It for does us. make yeah, sense. It absolutely yeah. makes sense. Um, and so, I mean, I think my worry probably outweighs my natural inclination to think, oh, it'll be fine. It's a, it's okay. Um, 
and and I think it's just because if it were okay, Michael Edwards left, and and then the next one, got, but the fact that it's multiple people kind of going at the same time, I think is what worries me the most. Um, and again, I think part of this is what either Dan or Phil or, or even yourself Trevor, saying to that podcast, I am worried about what it's looking like. Um, Klopp is got more overall influence, power, whatever word you want to use um, across the board, as opposed to just sort of coaching or managing the players in the team. I, I think when someone starts splitting their time amongst too many things, they generally don't do any of them well. Generally, yeah. there are exceptions yeah. to that rule. And, you know, but but um, yeah, but when you're when you're managing multiple, you know, things within your job and you spread yourself kind of thin and then I'm speaking from my own experience because, you know, I do project management type work. And and when I'm managing, you know, it's like, oh, it's just six small projects. Yeah, but it's six small projects that each have meetings and responsibilities and, and things. And yes, individually, it's it's not a it's not a big project. And no, it doesn't need to take up all of my time, but I'm still having to split my attention between six different things. And I feel like instead of doing two or three things well, I'm now doing six things not well. And that's my worry with Klopp. Is I, I, think that's that's I think that's very astute. Yeah, I think that's a very astute way of looking at it. I hadn't thought about it in that way. And it's interesting, Cam, to bring you in on this because, I, again, I don't know how much attention you paid to it during the week or if, if, if you're kind of – if you read any of the articles around it or heard that show or whatever. But the the take from, from, from that – and Phil was quite interesting because they kept coming back to one thing that they'd obviously this is obviously something that's known that they've that has sort of like you know taken a little bit of 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 hold that people have become aware of which is that uh, it kept coming back and I saw Cy Brundish talking about the next day it kept coming back to this idea of people feeling valued that these guys are so um uh, you know brilliant and sought after that you know all the lads were keen to point out they're not chasing money by doing this gig and that, you know, they'll have no problem switching and possibly getting a lot more money for something else or in some other line of work. But it was the idea of being appreciated and the fact that we had created at the club something that was sort of universally lauded and and uh, and envied. And then there seems to be this suggestion that perhaps that appreciation is not what it used to be. And this goes back to what Lisa Marie is saying about, you know, then that builds into a rumor of, you know, a burgeoning club dictatorship, you know, Uh and of course, all of this could be is, is, is speculation to an extent. Um, but it's certainly something that, you know, we need to talk about and acknowledge, uh, given that so many guys are saying what they're saying. There seems to be a thread there of this idea of these guys not feeling perhaps the love in the way they, they once did. And that could be a big reason why they're jumping ship. Of course, there's also the context of the new ownership. Maybe they, maybe something is known behind the scenes of the club around that. Who knows? I mean, what was what what where have you sort of landed on this issue? I mean, whether whether it's something you've 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 looked at it deeply or not. I mean, what's what's your take on it? 
And my take is um, I'm not really going to listen too much to speculation as to why, because ultimately we'll never really know the actual truth to that. You know, it's um, and, it, and it is just that speculation. Um, I can I'm really going to go by what I feel and what I see and what I know sort of thing. And what I know is that as a collective, as a team, what they've been doing has been working. And it's been working really, really well with, if you look at, you know, the majority of the signings we've made, they've been really, really good. Um, the, you know, the, the way they identify players, the way they work as a unit to ensure that the type of player they get in works as a whole for what they are trying to achieve. So what that will then mean is Klopp working with those guys saying, look, this is the type of football I want to be playing. So these are the type of high energy players that I'm going to be requiring. They then go look at it, do whatever they've got to do. They'll then identify certain players. The scouts will then probably look at those players and say, yeah, the player X, Y and Z is really, really good. And then they'll take it from there. They'll have a, a, a short list of, say, three or four players. Now, if it turns out that that is that system that system worked really well we you know the last few seasons are testament to that in three champions league finals it was three wasn't it i'm not, I'm not miscounting there am i um three champions league finals yeah. you know uh, uh numerous title challenges at premier league win fa cup final win obviously we know all the everything we've done and that's because of the what they've done as a collective now if it's a case of suddenly Klopp becoming power hungry or anything of that sort where he suddenly wants to take over, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that. I don't like that because that to me smacks of Brendan Rodgers not working, not wanting to work with the whole collective. And we saw what happened with Brendan Rodgers. It just, it just went to shit. You know, um, and again, that, just just to be clear, just to be, just to be, that is speculation too. And, yeah. and 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 you know that one thing we do know, which backs up your point, is that the unit, the real central hub of the club, was Mike Gordon, who's since moved to different uh, a different um, focus. Uh, it's more Billy Hogan now, and yeah. Michael Edwards and your club, and that was the trio that were at the yeah. heart of this process, which you which you're talking about. And then all these other guys were doing that, what they do in the background. Yeah, that like unit, the astrophysicist that we had from the CERN project in Switzerland. Exactly, and, yeah. and that, that 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 unit is now disintegrated, and it is no longer there. So perhaps that might explain why uh, there is potentially a frustration in the manager with the way things are currently working. Maybe the relationship with Ward isn't what it was with Edwards. The fact yeah. that uh, Gordon is now not hands on. These are all things that could be very much feeding into it. And that's not speculation. That's real. That is a change that has happened and that the club is having to come to terms with, you know. So you could understand where there might be people starting to speculate and make these kind of um, suggestions about Klopp and, 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 and control. But the reality is that that central structure has changed. And one way or the other, things have moved. And there might be frustration there that it's not working like it used to. That's very possible, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's totally possible. But the, the the strange thing about it all is with, with the announcement 
effectively from FSG that they're looking for more money to come into the club as a, you know either with a shareholder or the sale of the club. You'd think that would almost energize these guys at the same time as well, thinking actually now you know the the targets that we really wanted that were out of our reach because of certain you know monetary restrictions are going to evaporate and we can really go up another level and the fact that they that's not the case that's what's worrying that's the real worry for me because it's like you said some of these guys um uh, what was the name of the guy the uh, not uh Jake Julian Ward the other guy who's resigned as well announced his Michael name. Edwards no 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 the, oh uh, the you know, Ian Gray Ian Gray. Ian, Ian, now he's meant he's Gray. meant to be the best of the best. Yeah, he, he's meant to be on another level. And if we can't retain somebody like him, we, knowing that, and if he's not excited by what's going to be happening in the future, and that that I, that just I don't like it. I really don't like it. It, yeah. it worries me. I don't want I don't want it to become because F, FSG had a brilliant brilliant model. And what they ultimately, whether whether by hook or by crook, they got they developed something that was superb. And like you said, uh, you, you rightly said, it was the envy of every other club in world football. It truly was the envy. I mean, look at Klopp. He wanted um, Julian Brandt. He didn't want Mo Salah. I think everybody can acknowledge that that was pretty much the case. You know, it's I don't think it's you know some dark secret or anything like that. Now. Imagine how different that would have been for Liverpool Football Club. It could have been wonderful. But Julian Brandt hasn't exactly tore up any trees when he went, I think he went to PSG, didn't he? And um, I don't think he was hardly ever getting a game. But it's, like I say, I'm just going to go back to that, you know, the, the ingrained bit. And um, that's what that's the one that we're in. The director of football, you can always get another director of football, if that makes sense. But somebody like Ian Graham is, um, you know, who's the top, the best there is. And you lose somebody like that, then you've got to think there's something going on maybe behind the scenes that is um, a touch worrying. And that is speculation, obviously. It is speculation, but it's valid speculation because we know that there's a, there's, there's a, there's a, a climate of uncertainty now, which has been created by the news that the, the club is up for sale. Yeah. And then you have this movement at the same time and just immediately before in the form of Edwards and I mean that like that you don't need to be like we're, this is what I'm trying to say explain to people um, kindly on the, the the bird app you're allowed to talk about these things and to engage in speculation um, and, and try to make it as informed as possible without having it le- level at you that you are somehow you know trying to get on some kind of itk ship mm. and sail it off into the seas i i want to i want to talk about this because it's liverpool football club is such an important part of my life um it's just central hub in terms of i've like i'm, I'm way leveraged i'm over leveraged in terms of my personal happiness uh, in 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 direct correlation to what happens at Liverpool Football Club. So bloody hell, you're right. I'm going. You be sure I'm going to talk about the things that might be changing therein. And so, 
when you see movement and you see potential change and you you have to talk about it it could be brilliant and like you've just hinted at something there cam and listen i'll just bring you back in at the end here on this as well and cam if you want to say something around it you can you can come in after that but there is there is the possibility listen like cam sort of alluded to it there that there could be you know there is there is a sort of puppy dogs and sunshine uh, version of this which is that we're about to go to a different model which is basically more old-fashioned and money driven and Kloppo's going to get the money to go and get the big players that he wants now to me that's potentially very pie in the sky ish but I have seen it it's a thing that won't go away and there are people saying and suggesting that in these um, serious chin stroking articles we're also seeing it from one or two of the the uh, the, the hacks who tend to who tend to have a little bit of the inside track. So there is an alternative version to, well, the club is falling apart and we're all going to die to, well, actually maybe things are going to change here in a very dramatic way. And we're going to turn into a different kind of a beast. Um, do you have any time for that particular version of events? I, I think there's some validity there as well. Um, you know, and, I think it's all of the unknowns that are making people very anxious. You know, you, you do. I mean, as, as, as we've all just said, you've got, you know, the, the announcement that either, you know, the, that FSG is either looking for additional, you know, investors, capital, or putting the club up for sale. Then you have, you know, this information about, you know, these, you know, key people in the management and the philosophy and the way things have worked so successfully for the last few years leaving. And, and I think that all just adds up to, you know, every, everyone's anxious because we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and that just, it, it freaks people out. Um, And, you know, it's just, we don't, you know, I mean, you get, I hear people going, you know, I've heard varying sundry things about, you know, well, what is this going to mean for the January transfer? Because we really need some players to be able to, you know, shore things up to be able to get through the rest of the season. And, you know, I mean, and I've, I've heard speculation six ways to Sunday, you know, on just that piece of things alone. And, 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 and none of us know, we don't know, but but that unknown is what is is creating all the anxiety. And to quote our friend Alan O'Donohue of the Minefield Podcast, <laughs> he taught me a long time ago, anxiety is an emotion of the future because you have no control over it. And and the the things in the future that you you don't know and they're unknowns and you can't control, that's what makes you anxious. And um and I mean I think we're just seeing this magnified on a degree, you know, because it's, you know, on Twitter and in Discord and in the articles that are being written by journalists that, you know, need to fill column space or whatever. And it's just, it's all meshing together to just freak people out. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing 
on eplindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. You've got me. You've got me. My head spinning there with that with that phrase. Um, uh, if you're going to quote, if you're going to quote O'Donoghue, I'm going to quote uh, that famous neocon ghoul Donald Rumsfeld, who once said, "We also know, we also know that there are known unknowns. That is to say, some things we do not know, but there are also unknown unknowns." The ones we don't know. Uh, you should have finished that quote properly. Didn't the, the things we don't know? We don't know. That's that's the worst, isn't it? That's, that's true that's too. Where, yeah. where this that's that's what that anxiety you're talking about is the stuff that we don't know. We don't know. There like there's all this stuff that that's 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 potential that's uh, that could happen. And um, I think that makes people uneasy. I think that's where they get so quite spiky in their interactions online. God bless them. Um, Cam, is there anything you want to say about this to finish it up before we move away? No, no, I'm good. Um, I think you guys have covered it beautifully with your um, unknowns of the un- of the known of the unknown known um, of the Rumfeld, of the Donald, of the Trump, of the uh, Acopolex, um of the Illuminati. Yeah, five dollar. Trump just can't give credit to the man from County Louth, but that's okay. There's no, there's no. There's no danger that I don't know who's getting a quote if, uh, without me balancing out by some uh, someone else uh, who's uh, <laughs> less worthy of of of, of Lisa Marie's praise. Uh, we should we should uh, we should start moving away, and I want to do it in a way that seems at least like we're making a segue that pretends that we're still a sports podcast and a football podcast specifically, uh, because one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about last week was something that has amazed and fascinated me uh, since it's the inception, whatever the hell it was. I don't know when it started. I, I, I'll i be perfectly honest. It feels like it's been around for about a decade in a very real way uh, in my workplace. Uh, and people I, I, I know, like friends and colleagues, are obsessed with this. It's a thing that they're obsessed with. Um, for me... I've never given it a minute's consideration or involvement because for me, it creates a certain amount of stress and to continue the theme, uh, anxiety. Uh, and I don't understand the concept of it. The thing I'm talking about, folks, is fantasy football. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening here are part of a fantasy football league or have been at some point. Um, I'm sure a lot of people here uh, who are listening have, have uh, taken part in some way, shape or form in this phenomenon at some stage. Maybe they're mad about it. I do believe that we even had a podcast on the channel which was sort of semi-devoted to this topic. It really has been a bit of a cultural phenomenon. I don't know if it's waning or if it's still as strong as it was, but I've never understood it. I'm just going to lay out 
my case about fantasy football before I tee you guys up to get your take on it and if you've ever done it and what you make of it. See, for me, the idea of looking around and looking around the league, and I, I couldn't do it now anyway because I don't watch enough football. But back when I did, it would add levels of stress. I think it's maybe for people who like a flutter, who maybe like a bet now and then. Maybe it's it's their personality or way of thinking. But for me, it would just add stress to games that I would just be watching for enjoyment. So say Chelsea are playing Spurs. That's just a nice game for me to watch. I don't have any shares in it. I can just watch it and see what happens. And I might want to sit back and do that on a Sunday afternoon. However, if I've captained, I don't know, uh, Harry Kane, because I think he's liable to score and then he doesn't, there's a whole extra layer of stress around that match for me uh, that I just don't... I've, completely fail to see the 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 enjoyment in it i think other people like it because it tests maybe some sort of inside knowledge of the game and they can they feel like they're almost i don't know is it like a bit like championship manager or something i don't i i don't get it i've never gotten it for me it's not a thing i i i have ever done or even been vaguely interested but cam i mean i guarantee there must be people in your life who have been if you haven't What's your take on fantasy football as a phenomenon? Yeah, I'm part of the Works Fantasy Football Team League. Whatever. Are you? Yeah, I got roped into it this season. I hadn't done it for two, three seasons. And then um, uh, I then got roped, like I said, I got roped into it again this year at work. New workplace, you know, you're trying to fit in, you know. Um, and uh, they're like, come on, we know you're a football man. So you've got to do it. You've got to do it. So I thought, well, go on, then I'll do it. And um, I, I, I've got the take of it um, that I'll, I'll, I'll pick my teams. I'll do whatever, you know, uh, do what I think is right. And then say I think uh, if I've got, say, Haaland and, and I've got a captain, then I'm, and, I, and I, I see that Man City scored because, you know, in their, in their, invariably they do score a few goals. I'm, I'm, I'm then saying, please let it be Haaland or let it be one of the other Man City players I may have in and who've given us this. But I don't let it affect me in, in the way maybe it does yourself because right. it's it's not serious. It's it's not a real thing or anything. There's there's It's only, you know, a little bit of... It's just a little bit of fun, ultimately. You know, it's nothing to be taken too seriously. And I think if you're taking it too seriously, you know, you got your priorities wrong in life, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, well, you see, this is where I'm going with. I, I, I do know. So I'm guessing you're not really a bit like what you're saying, you know. Um, I, I, I'm not at all, man. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's just. I find it completely uninteresting as a concept. Just completely uninteresting. I'm trying to justify why by saying I think it'd stress me out a bit, but I've never given it enough thought to even do that. That's just me justifying it after the event. I'm just not interested. Yeah. And and, and I know that several people have different levels. For example, I don't know if you've ever gone uh, paintballing. Have you? Have you ever yeah, yeah, done paintballing yeah. Or, or or laser tag or something like this? Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. go, if you go paintballing or laser tag, there's always one fucker who thinks he's actually in Vietnam, leading a platoon through the jungle. Yeah. Like yeah. they they are dead dead serious. <laughs> They're doing all the hand signals. They've probably blacked their face up a little bit, you know, in that way. You know, and they 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 just just they're all in, man, in a way that just frankly scares me. Uh, and I just, I can never relate that. I'm 
I'm having fun. I'm like you, like the way you describe it. If I'm doing paintball, I'm running around. I want to inflict as much damage as I can, but I don't care really. It's a bit of crack. But I see these people at work and they're really getting head up about it. Uh, so I guess it's where you come on the seriousness with which you take it scale. And listen, Marie, what it's about you? It's bragging rights, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what. Yeah, that's all. I suppose. If, if, I mean, if, if that guy who's lying on the floor and he's on my, if, if he's on my team, I'm shooting him. The one who's crawling and beats <laughs> his commando. I'm, I'm shooting the fucker. You know, get out of the game. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's my take on it. Yeah. Sorry, one Yeah, as they as they as they say in Call of Duty, friendly fire will not be tolerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 this is you can't. <laughs> you're not really not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember it reminds me of going doing it with, with my kid, uh, and they just basically with, with a few. You know, when we're talking about like I think we were sort of it was laser tag. And we're all, all the kids were about nine, eight, nine. And they just basically kept shooting each other in the face and chest. They just didn't get the concept of teams <laughs> and working together. It was just like <laughs> just shooting each other. It was just pure chaos. It was lovely to watch. What about you, Lisa Marie? Have you ever in, in, involved yourself in a fantasy football league? Even if not uh, uh, for soccer, then for perhaps uh, American football or something like that? Well, I'm, I know this will come as a shock to everyone, but um, actually I am a four-time fantasy football champion. Just kidding. Um, never, never done what? it. What? <laughs> oh. No, I've never. I should have played that along a little bit further. Um, no, I, I have never Absolutely. participated. Now, Mr. H did participate for a couple of years and it was at his work. Now it was, it was NFL, American football. Um, but he had a, you know, a fantasy league team, but, but for him, it was just kind of that, you know, it was just something to sort of do with his, you know, with coworkers and he didn't get all, you know, wrapped up in it, if you will. Um, but, but I, I do know people and, and again, it's, it's more the NFL fantasy football teams obviously are the more popular thing over here, but I mean, there are people that are like crazy, um, but yeah, no, it's it's just it's never appealed. And I mean, probably. I mean, from, you know, from. You know, our, you know, Premier League football stance is I mean, I know things about other clubs, but I'm really just interested in what Liverpool is doing. And so I don't want to be in some weird situation where, you know, well, I, I don't want Allison to have a clean sheet because I'll have a higher score on my fantasy football if he doesn't or you know something crazy like that so I know I mean I don't even know enough about it to to be able to properly speak about it but um I mean I can't even use my usual I have enough information to be dangerous because it's it's below that level um I just I just know it's a thing that a lot of people get into but I am not one of them we had a thing at work which was sort of a it was kind of like a I don't know how you describe it, but basically you had to pick a different team each week and you had to predict the score in that team's game uh, as in whether they would win or not. You had to pick a team to win each weekend. So I couldn't pick Liverpool except once and then I'd have to pick another club and another club. And it was basically sort of... uh, testing your punditry skills i guess in a way and your prediction <laughs> skills but of course everybody knows that 
football's like remarkably unpredictable, which is why we like it really. So yep. I trundled on into the last three out of 80 people on the staff and it was so freaking stressful. <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed absolutely nothing. In the early days, I was liking the fact that, you know, uh, I was getting them right. And then in the later days, I was liking the fact that well, I could win this. And then it was just like, oh, my God, I've only got, you know, say Brighton and someone left. And now you've got this really difficult, you know, how do you predict the games? I don't know. It's just, it all just, uh, maybe I'm just no fun, lads. Maybe that's what we're discovering about me. Maybe I'm just no fun. And I hope, I hope if you are enjoying your fancy football, uh, that you're having a lovely, lovely time doing it. And don't mind me. What do I know? Uh, I have another question for you. Uh, I have several other questions for you. And I'm going to do two of them before we wrap the show up. Um, uh, uh, the first one I wanted you to think about was, obviously, we're all very young. Uh, the, uh, the, the contributors to this particular episode, we're all very, very young people with a lot of life ahead of us. So, Cam, when you become famous, as you inevitably will, I mean more famous than you are now as a celebrity podcaster. Thank you. When you become famous and they make a film about your life, a biopic, if you will, what I had asked you to think about is who you would like to play you. You. answer uh, i will i will say one thing i can pull off probably i can probably pull off the red pent yeah, i yeah. think i could but but i'll tell you what i don't have i did you're you're quite a bit taller than me i think so i, I don't think it's gonna look right i don't think it's gonna look right what are you what are you walking at i'm i'm 5 oh okay oh Oh, I, I have this impression of you being well over six foot. Oh, okay. We're, no, no, we're no, back no. in. I'm, I'm, ba- I'm back in play. I'm back in play. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. One I inch like my life story, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> Dad always said you need to be six foot, and I'm like, you know, but yeah, you can take that another way if you want. But yeah, one inch one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, tremendous. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited at this prospect i look forward to uh, i look forward to studying uh, and getting some tips i've already i, I think i, I could i think you know practice. enough about me trevor i'm not sure yeah man I'm, I'm, I'm all about this this is yeah this is great hey, I, 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 I didn't think, think of anybody more ideal because you, you you know me so well you know the character inside out it's like this was a match made in heaven and, and you're ready made for it we're we're, we're gonna have to get some dye into my beard because is your your beard is famously ungrayed, whereas uh, whereas that's sadly not the case for me. Uh, yeah, that's I'm, easy. I am. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to get a good cam wig as well, obviously. Uh, but we can work this out. <laughs> we can work this out. I'm looking forward to this project massively. Next thing I'm gonna ask you is what your life story is called, but we we might skip that for another week. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Marie, have you have you, have you thought about this? What you uh, what you would like, uh, who you would like to play okay. you for when, for when you are inevitably world famous and people uh, yeah. want to make a film in your life. Yeah. <laughs> so as we were driving home 
from my in-laws Thursday evening um, after celebrating Thanksgiving. And at the time we were intending to record this podcast on Friday, I actually put this question to the family in the car. And I'm like, oh, I've got to come up with ah. someone who would play me. Crickets. Silence. They're all like, oh, that's a good one. And then I never got anything else. So <laughs> so today I'm like, well, well I never I came mean, up with an answer for that. <laughs> I know the answer. I mean, oh really? I it's, want to hear it's clear. It's it's clearly got to be a Bronte sister of some sort, right? That's what we've. <laughs> oh, that's yes. what we've come up with so far. Sisters who've been Someone dead for a couple hundred years needs to play me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, so, you, <laughs> so Cam, uh, what is Cam, your let's answer? Let's hear your suggestion. Well, I, I, if I was Dean, I've got a choice of two here. So we could either go with. Um, what was I going to say? My mind suddenly gone a blank. We could either go with Sandra Bullock, or Trent's going to love, love this one now. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> wow. Well, here's here's first of all, flattered on both of those suggestions. Um, here's the problem on both of those suggestions: is both of those ladies are quite a bit taller than I am. Yeah, well, I am not tall. <laughs> that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because here's one for you, right? Tom Cruise, how tall is he? Oh, he's only like what, five six, maybe yeah. five yeah, seven? Exactly. Yeah, he's not tall at yeah. all. Yeah, and he plays Jack Reacher, right? Who in the books is over six foot. Oh, okay, good point. Yeah. Height is just the number. You see the problem it's just there. The number. uh, Numbers are not real. Remember the problem there. <laughs> Oh yeah, we, we did we did discover that before in this podcast, didn't we? Um, <laughs> numbers are Let's not numbers are not real. K branch. Holy shit! Uh, I I'd forgotten that particular gem from you. Um, we 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 do have a problem. Jack Reacher, you see, I hate to break this to you, is not real. No, but, whereas Lisa but, Marie Hanahan is quite real. Yeah. So, but but my point is yes, but we can do this in reverse as well, Trev. You don't have to do it logically. Life is not logical. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Well, clearly we're not doing it logically when you're... <laughs> saying numbers are not real and <laughs> and you're talking about jack reacher but i do like this i i i i i'm 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 really liking this idea i think i heard uh sandra bullock do a decent a de decent uh 
approximation of an accent from your general region of the states, Lucy Marie. So that's already. Yeah, because she, she did the blind side, which is Memphis. So the yeah. blind side, right? That's not far from you, right? So yeah. that's 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 what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, here's the thing. Let me ask y'all this. So you think I have a southern accent? Now I know I throw y'all around a lot, but other than that, it's funny to me that you think that because people here who are from the south don't think I have a particularly southern accent. I so, no, you don't. You, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, there's certain words I know I say. And if I'm no, around don't. for a period of time, people with I'm kind of like a parrot where I pick up <laughs> sort of pick up accents. Um, yeah. So if I'm around people with very southern accents, um, I will my accent will tend to, to be more southern. But no, I do not. I mean, as I said, I know I throw the word y'all around a lot, which is very southern. But other than that, I don't think I have a particularly southern. That's accent. as close as it gets, isn't it? I would think. <laughs> If it wasn't for the occasional, like, you know, vocabulary choice, that it would be, it's, 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 it's completely, it's, 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 it's not, it's not neutral, but it's definitely well, not, it's, it's definitely Midwest. not pronounced at all. You know, in the same way, Cam's, Cam, like, Cam, you spent a, most of your life in the general sort of Birmingham region, didn't you? Um, I'm an East Midland boy originally, just north of Leicester. Locally. Okay. Um, then I moved, uh, so I lived there for 18 years, then I lived... 13, 14 years in Gloucester. Um, so that's a very, it's not quite a Southwest accent there, but it's it, it tinges on it. Uh, so obviously no accent developed there. And then um, I've been in Birmingham now for 20 odd years. So I don't I don't have a Birmingham accent. My two younger ones have, have got a slight Birmingham accent, but not massively. Or if they have, I don't notice it. I would have said your, your accent is it's quite neutral as well. It I mean, is, yeah. it's, it's it's not it, it doesn't betray a specific region. Same way as mine doesn't. Nobody ever knows where I'm from. I mean, again, if I I'll, I'll use words uh, <laughs> that be, betray my Irishness for sure, but people wouldn't have a clue what part of Ireland I'm from. I'm from if I didn't uh, let them know. I don't think. Um, I don't think any of us are, are too regional in that way. Yeah, I mean, and that's when why. I was living in Loughborough. And- People said I had a Coventry accent, whatever that is. And I'm like, well, born and bred here. How can I have a Coventry accent? How can you what have is Coventry a Coventry accent? accent? Yeah. So yeah. just bizarre. Yeah. It's, it, because I guess uh, East Midlands, Leicester side doesn't really have, it, it is a neutral, it's not really renowned for an accent of any any sort. Um, you know, if you hear Mo Chatra speak, I know he, he's from Leicester. I believe he's from Leicester. He, you wouldn't know he's from Leicester, just from listening to him, hearing him speak, would you? He's, he's another one that, that that doesn't really betray any strong regional yeah. um, thing with his, with his accent. It's interesting. And, and by, by the same token, um, I'll, I'll listen to Dave, uh, to Dave Hendrick, and Dave sounds a lot more like where we're both from than I do. And yet at the same time, I think it's probably just from working in this medium. You don't tend to be just possibly as strong uh with the regional stuff i don't know maybe that's a part of, of, of talking for a living i don't know it's probably certainly for what i do as well well it's like gags uh, as well isn't it would you know he's from wolverhampton just from listening? I, I i i i would a little bit more i think i think with gags i can hear the accent 
that much stronger than I can right. with some other people. But again, it's not very strong at all. No. When you know when you know what a, a, a strong Wolverhampton Wolverhampton right, exactly. accent's like, you know, yeah. um, you know. But so as you say, that's a good point you make. It's it's yeah. it's 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 a, a toned down or a version. black country accent as it would be. Yeah, the, which I uh, which I I actually which I do like. I have to say, I do like that black country accent. Lenny Henry. Yeah, that kind of thing. I, I do quite like that. Um, I'm, I'm a big. See, this is the thing. I'm a big, big fan of accents and regional accents, and I've always been. Dan Rhodes has got the best. I like yeah, Dan. Yeah, but again, you know, Dan, it's it's strong, but it's not. It, it, it you know, not He's very he's a very clear communicator, Dan too. You know, so. Uh, we've gone off track a little bit because <laughs> we no, did, not we on this normal. podcast, no way. Be, because because it's because it's, because it's Sandy Sandy B and her her um potential <laughs> for doing doing a Lisa Marie impression, and I wondered, did you would you be able to guess who it is that I'm picking to play me? And uh, it's gonna be just no, to be good. clear, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be second half of life me because this guy is only going to be able to do that alas so it's going to have to be a late biopic but i think oh, i think I it's good yeah go on who's it i think you're going to go for mr reeves mr reeves reeves As it, no. oh no 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 i'm not no. going for no, no. um stanley tucci it's the tooch it is oh. the tooch yeah <laughs> I mean, like loads of people, people say to me, you remind me of someone, I don't know who it is. And then they go, oh, it's that guy from the, you know, so <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of general, uh, there's, it, it's, the, the general go is there. I think he could do a good job. Now, I haven't heard Tucci doing an accent really ever. He just always. That's yeah, true. It's just him. Tucci just sounds like Tucci. He's one of those guys, like actually Mel Gibson, uh, who very rarely attempts an accent. <laughs> Although Gibbo, to be fair to him, has a decent Scottish accent in his locker. Um, uh, and obviously he is an Australian, but his he's got like this hybrid accent, which he just uses in all his in all his movies, really. Uh, an awful lot of these guys do. Connery's famous, of course, for it. But I, I think Tucci's in that category. I've never heard Tucci do a regional accent. But I think, I think he could probably, I think I, I'm, 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 I'll flatter myself that he might do a decent job on, on late half of life, Trev. But I can't come up with anyone for the first half. I just can't. I, I there's nobody I see that's even. I, I just, I, I don't know who, who, who it would be. I, I hit a total wall there in terms of any, you know, contemporary actors who'd be able to do the first half part. Um, so I'm just gonna go with Tucci. And I'm going to go out of that and into our last question for this evening. And I'm going to give you a choice, actually, here. Uh, there were there were cho- uh, three different questions here. Uh, one was, what's your favorite T-shirt that you own and why? The other was, uh, what's uh, a good book? And the other is, what's a good album? I'm going to la- let you answer the question of your choice. So which do you want to go for, Lisa Marie? Your favorite T-shirt and why? Your fa- What's a good book, as in some sort of a recommendation for us, or what's a good album? Um, I'll do... I'll do the T-shirt one. Oh, I was going to do that. Do the T-shirt one, nice. Oh, oh well, you're going to do that too? Do you well, want to we'll do that? We'll all do it. We'll all do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Oh, we'll all do it. Oh, we'll all do it. So I was picking we'll the Yeah, let's all do it. <laughs> Cheers, Cam. So it was up until about six months ago. It was in this, 
It was a Liverpool t-shirt. And it wasn't because it was a Liverpool t-shirt. It was just because it was soft and it was comfortable. And I just, you know, I just liked it. Um, but now it's gotten to the point where it's been washed so much that it's it's not as soft anymore, if that makes any sense. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, scratchy. So currently my favorite t-shirt is one from my daughter's dance studio, which is like super soft cotton. And it's a, actually, I'm wearing it right now. Um, and it's kind of this Heather gray. So it's, it's great for layering. Like I can easily throw, um, a sweatshirt or, or a hoodie or something over it. And it doesn't feel all like bulky or whatever underneath it. And so that's, that's my current favorite one. <laughs> I like that line of, of thinking. I, I like it. I like it that you, you're thinking about other things that can go with it and I like that you've gone for comfort as well um well, which yeah, is the opposite of what I went I mean for, that's yeah. it's I I, I, I agree I agree <laughs> I agree there was a time where I had more t-shirts uh than was li literally sane to own um I just accumulated t-shirts that are in that so I did get rid of a lot of them uh, my one that I really like is there's a, a, a podcast I'm a massive fan of called The Higher Side Chats, and they've got this great line of merch. And you will know that I fancy myself a bit of a Ron Swanson working within the government to unsettle it from within. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's basically how I picture my uh, professional existence, um, teaching the youngsters of today how to think for themselves as opposed to uh, the by rote bullshit that an awful lot of them have to endure uh in the school system uh, i'm quite serious about that in a way and i'm also kind of taking the piss out of myself i don't have lofty notions like that I, but it is a thing i do so one of the higher side chat t-shirts that i got um has it's fantastic and i wear it to work uh it's got um a, like a a, a class a classroom scene it's got this demented um what do you call those things marionette at teach a uh, uh, teacher with like his teacher hats like those uh, you know those things you wear on graduation day and he's at the top of the classroom and all kids and they're all um sort of they've got these like just vague vapid eyes on them and these neutral uh, expressions and the guy is controlling them from above with those marionette strings uh <laughs> And it's got all these references to, you know, the state system and uh, and, and and how it's it's designed to create, you know, good obedient slaves as opposed to independent thinkers. Loads of lovely symbolism all the way across the T-shirt. And it says underneath, get educated, which is a nice pun. I wear that to work. Uh, and uh, I enjoy it very much. And I've had so far three lads go. Sorry really cool t-shirt sir and I go yes it is <laughs> so that's mine that's mine that's me just doing my little contribution um for the cause young Brenchy your favorite um, t-shirt to wrap us up tonight um I've actually got this uh a black t-shirt um it was something that I saw when I was on the old bird app as you like to call it Trev uh quite a few years ago actually and um saw this uh picture and it was a uh, so it's a black t-shirt it's got two uh hands on it that are like ripping open the t-shirt so in and it's and it's and it's big you know it's like proper hand size and then as it's ripped it open there's the uh it's like it's ripping open your chest 
you could say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's ripping and it's just revealing not your heart, but a liver bird. And you know, so it's it's got the Liverpool crest in it. And it, and it's just and I, I couldn't find this I couldn't find where it was and and um and actually an Arsenal fan actually found a link for the shirt and it came in from the states so um that's my shirt but the problem is it's just fading now and it's just like ah uh, you know and I can't remember where I ordered it from because it was so many years ago otherwise I'd order another one but yeah so. It- it does actually sound quite cool, I have to say. It is cool. I do like the sound. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, post a pic in the in the group. Later. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. That's like, yeah, let's regale each other with our t-shirt yeah. pictures just later Just another on. quick one. Just another quick one. Um, yeah. You said a favourite album. If listeners don't know what my favourite album is, yeah, I'm going to be really upset. I, I, you know... Because there's only be, one album I listen to. I would be upset as well. Anyone who's listened to this show for a period of time who can't answer that question, you, you kind of wonder what you've been doing with your ears because Cam... Well, I'll tell you famously, what, I'll, I'll, I'll do a challenge, yeah? I mean, let's do I'm, that. I'm not on the Bird app, yeah? But you guys are, yeah? Yeah. So the first person who listens to this, yeah? And, and, and tweets me. And tweets you or or tweets the, you know, um, the on the actual... Um, what do you, you know when you retweet the program, the yeah, retweet yeah. the pod, whatever, yeah. Whoever puts it on there, I will donate fifty pounds to the charity of their choice if they can name um, uh, which which is my favourite album. How's that? Christmas. <laughs> I Christmas, love um, it. Well, it's my birthday in a week and a half, so let's. Say, it's mine and Carl's birthday, so that's mine and Carl's a uh, uh, you know little thing. So I'll donate fifty pounds to um, charity of their choice uh, if they can tell me, you know, which is um, my favourite album. And let's be clear: it needs to be in response to one of us or the official Anfield Index account. It has to be the official Anfield Index account when show. you tweet, tweet this this particular show. Yeah, let's let's get some. Let's see what people. Perfect. Are. Yeah, that's a good one. Isn't it? Let, let's see. <laughs> That's a great one. I and love it, that. It can't I love that. Be, yeah, yeah. And and just to add a caveat, Harinda Baji, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. no it, it has to be a, uh, a listener, not a contributor. <laughs> yeah. Also, Carpac's banned from this as well, as is Drinkle. No, no, I no. Was no say, what about Guy and Carl? <laughs> Anybody who's part of the Anfield Index podcast community as in they have contributed within a podcast not guests who come on say like nina carras's show that's fine but you know or callers who come on sorry but Mm -hmm. anybody who's been a guest or has been on these podcasts as a contributor in any way shape or form no has to be you are exempt yes yeah there there are rules (laughs) for once for once yeah I love it. I love it. And I will say, just in case, if we have a situation where no one does it, I will give 50 to the charity of Cam's choice. So there, and then I'll charity won't as well. So, char- so charity won't lose. Yeah. And even even if our even if our listeners turn out to be completely useless on the not the topic of your <laughs> musical. Uh, favorites yeah uh, because you only have one album or four albums is it no just one i think you 
It just won. It just won. Actually, what you tell us is you you have four songs from that's one right. album. Four songs from the one album. <laughs> that's it. Oh my. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous stuff, right? We'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, I'll give you all. Uh, I'll give you both an opportunity to plug whatever you want. I want to say I spent a lot of time this week. Um, between training and working and stuff like that, filling in my empty time, not with reading, which I've been a lot of lately, but instead I got back into being a, a, a couch vegetable, watching 1899 on Netflix, which is delightfully batshit, and I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, that's my little wreck to finish. Lisa Marie, anything you want to say to sign off with? Well, I asked for everyone's thoughts and prayers because I am traveling tomorrow morning and the Monday after Thanksgiving is one of the absolute worst days to travel. So think of me Oof. at the airport <laughs> dealing with. Absolutely. Yes. yes it's uh, now the Tuesday before Thanksgiving is even worse, but um, the Monday after is generally not a lot of fun either. So um, think of me. I have an eight o'clock, 8 a.m. flight. Um, I'm headed down to Florida for a couple of days, work-related. Um, and yeah, so other than that, um, you know, and the other thing is, you know, we're getting into what I think of as, well, obviously it's the holiday season and it can be super crazy and insane um, just with functions and just extraordinary stuff going on. And just take time to enjoy whatever it is you celebrate um, one of the decent things, and there were very few, about 2020 and <laughs> everything kind of shutting down and us not gathering and doing as many things is that holiday season, that Christmas season, I had the time and the opportunity to do a lot of the things that I always say I'm going to do and I want to do with the holidays. You know, like I baked a ton. And I hand wrote notes and Christmas cards and I wrapped my presents all pretty, you know, all these things that I really always intend to do, but I just run out of time. And so for that reason, I kind of look back on that holiday season as being enjoyable because everything had kind of slowed down a little bit. And I realized it last year when everything had cranked back up and I didn't have time to do all the fun stuff that you know, that I want to do. So I am trying to make sure that I carve out the time to do the things that I want to do that are part of the season. And I would suggest others do the same. I love it. And Sandy Bullock, if you're listening, that was an example of Lisa Marie going full Southern <laughs> Belle when she says she was going to wrap her presents all pretty. Uh, so that was nice. <laughs> I did enjoy that a lot. Uh, Cam, what about you? Sign off, my friend. Uh, Quick little story, and then a oh, yeah. couple of TV wrecks. Uh, so um, I, I've not mentioned my new job on the pod, obviously, uh, and anybody knows how much I hate it. Um, so I'm a car salesman, people. So uh, I've started selling cars uh, for a, a, a big used car dealership here in the UK. Um, and yesterday, uh, a gent walked in with his wife and a, and a young lad. And I'm looking at this guy, and he's looking at me. I've started off being my usual sarcastic self, you know, trying to break the ice, you know, with a potential customer maybe. 
And um, he sort of stopped and stared at me. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, I've taken it too far. And then I said, let's go outside. We'll have a look at a few cars. And he came outside with an Indian guy. Um, and we're just speaking Punjabi. Or, well, I'm trying to anyway. And um, I suddenly stopped and I said, I know you from somewhere. And he goes, you know what? I was thinking the exact same thing. And for the next literally two hours, I've sold him my car, by the way. We're trying <laughs> to figure out where we know each other from. And we still haven't figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> we know each other. He, he, you know, he, he, I, I go, you know, when uh, you sort of stopped in the showroom and looked at me, I said, I thought I'd upset you by something I said. He goes, no, I stopped because I thought I knew you. And I was trying to figure out where I knew you from. How mad is that? So uh, that was my little tale. So, um, but yeah, recommendations. I, I tried to watch 1899. I watched about five minutes of it. Um, and I was like, what is, this is just wrong in every way. I couldn't get, and that was just five minutes. <laughs> you know, when they're dragging the guy back in the, at the start of the first, in the first, obviously first episode. And this guy's come down and he's saying, um, he needs a doctor, he needs a doctor. And they've just dragged him back. Yeah. And, I'm like, yeah. what's going on? And the other guys at the beginning saying, well, nobody understands us because we're speaking a language nobody understands here. And I'm like, what? What? Where is this going? But I'm going to take your word for it, Trevor. I'll go with that. Two re quick recommendations then. Uh, White Lotus. Different. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, season two is actually in Taramina, um, my favourite place in the world. So, um, oh, your favourite spot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like all over that one. Um, and then... Um, I've started watching on uh, BBC I, well, you can watch it on BBC iPlayer. Um, I'm assuming you can. Uh, it's on the BBC here in the UK, and that's the English, and it's really good. I mean, oh, I want to watch that because I do it like it. It is really Christ. good, really, really good. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. This is a. It's like a. It's it's a. It's a historical documentary series, right? No. 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 Oh. It's, it's a drama series about uh, a Pawnee Indian and uh, a young English lady. Oh, okay, right, completely different. I think it's on, to what is I was it on thinking. Netflix? It may be on Netflix. I can't remember, but no, well, it's on BBC here. I've, but, I've oh, not yeah. seen it, but the English. Yeah. Oh, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Sky's show, The British, which is ah, actually right. a historical document. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, so if, right, right. So, so the English. The okay, very good, very good. If you can't get to the BBC iPlayer, uh, maybe look at a Liberty Shield VPN. Little plug there for Eddie. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, give all you happy with that. Man, I hope you like that. Uh, good evening, Gibbo. Hope you're enjoying your evening there, lad. Because uh, I know you'd be listening, and uh, I know you're keeping an eye on making sure that I'm getting these podcasts out that I said I would this week. <laughs> uh, Eddie's Eddie's always watching. Eddie's always watching. Uh, right, let's wrap it up at that. That was a, an enjoyable chat with Lisa Marie Hanahan and Cam Branch and myself, Trev Derny, and we've. Uh, decided that we will absolutely be back again with you next week. Of course we will. Um, we'll have more football-related and not related uh, chit-chat until this uh, World Cup thing is over and the Reds are back at it. Uh, you can rely on that from us. We'll try and record again next Friday. I've ruined the last two and these guys have been good enough to do Sunday night with me. We'll see how next week shapes up. 
and one way or the other you can rely on a show coming out in the week from us either friday or sunday so stick with us and thanks for listening every week we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.